We have only 35 chambers. There is no 36. I know that. But I want to create a new chamber. And what would that be? I think Shaolin techniques should be available to all. So then, that's my idea for a new chamber. To teach the martial arts to the people. Anybody. <laughs> Welcome back to another Knowledge Field episode of My Three Cents. And uh, if you haven't guessed what today's episode is about, which you probably have, it's about money. This is the episode a lot of people have been waiting on. It's the money episode. Now, this is a very much requested conversation because I have this conversation with countless numbers of people, right? Who doesn't like to talk about money? Now, <laughs> what I'm going to do today is, like always, man, I'm going to get into some etymology. Uh, I'm going to get into some actual facts. I'm going to tell you some things you can trace back. And as always, I got to give you the metaphysical side of the money. What is it in the spirit realm? What does it represent? What does it do? What are the effects that it has, right? So, I'm going to jump right in with this. Um, really excited to do this episode, basically because this is the holiday season. And there's a lot of people right now, as a whole, collectively, all have their minds on one thing. And that's coming up with enough money. So, I'd like to say welcome back to all the repeat listeners, people that love the podcast. I'm getting so much great feedback. As always, I very much so appreciate it. Um, it's, this is awesome, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an introvert by nature, so I don't normally even do things like this. You know, a lot of times these topics for me only happen in private conversation, normally one-on-one. <laughs> so um, I feel privileged to just uh, be able to get out of my comfort zone and do something that I feel like is needed by touching on some of these topics that... People just don't really seem to be going in too deep on. And uh, like I said before, lately I've been wanting to get a little more in depth with some of these conversations because I do have more information to share, but I didn't want to, you know, come off. I didn't want to say too much, especially on these platforms, these open platforms. So I chose a topic today that I can go in deep on and I really won't be exposing anything that most people can find out on their own, right? Just by uh, researching or, you know, just uh, coming across it. So you came across this. And so today's episode, like I said, is on money. And <laughs> when I look at my, my episode list, I know, you know, I, I do a lot of different topics that right now they might not seem related, but I really want you to know that, um, all these topics are related for me. And so what I'm doing is basically taking you on a journey through my own mind state. And I think at some point you'll see and start seeing, if you haven't already, all the connections that these topics have to do with each other. They're all basically the same thing, um, broken down into smaller bites, right? So you can digest it a little bit easier. So 
one reason, what I call this when you give people a lot of different topics of understanding and overstanding, right? Because a lot of times I have people over, right? So each time they come over, we're talking about something different. But the one thing that's the same is that it becomes a real adept conversation, right? So a lot of times I say, I know you wonder how we just always change, change, change around to things that people don't normally talk about. And that's just something I like to do. Like, if I'm going to exchange with you, I don't want to every time I see you have the same conversation with you. Who wants to do that, right? I don't, I, I want to, I want to hear your insights because all is reflection. And if you can do that, if you can vibrate that, right, by giving it out, that is exactly what you're going to get back. That's what you're going to attract. That's what's going to connect. So I always like to expect the highest vibration, and I keep that on the forefront. So that's what I get back, right? So it's just something that you can do for yourself to get uh, coming around you what you need. We've all heard birds of a feather flock together. This is just saying that if you guys are together, you must vibrate something similar. What's attracting you to each other, right? So, um, and I consider this an upgrade of the mind. When you don't have a lot of different knowledges and you've been growing up in these cycles and you haven't really taken the time to step back, see what you were involved in and actually look a little deeper, ask more questions. If you haven't done that yet, um, I consider these kind of talks upgrades to the system, right? It's keeping your software updated. And um, what is what this does is, um, it prevents the knowledge that becomes data from becoming like a theology or something you just believe in, right? So you got to do something with the stuff you're taking in, especially this deep conversation. You got to do something with it. You got to use it. It's not enough to know it, um, which is where you get the understanding, then the understanding, and then the overstanding, right? You've done something with it that has changed your life in a way, and now you are certified in a way to give it to somebody else, for their use. And that's all I really consider myself doing is um, I'm just basically giving you like, look, these ain't hand-me-downs, <laughs> but it's kind of like that <laughs> because I'm giving you something that I've already worn and uh, I see that you need a jacket, right? So it's kind of like that. Um, it's an act of kindness at, at its core. So this is why I jump around with different topics because um, you don't want the deep information to just become data that becomes theology or some type of religious way of thinking, some type of belief system. Uh, so this is why the same knowledge over and over uh, won't work. You know, that'll just be a detriment to your mind. It won't get you anywhere. So let's jump into this episode about money, man, because I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited about you know, it took me a couple of days to get my notes together um, and make sure that I had everything that I wanted to deliver today because this one is going to be deep. And I'm telling you now, look, get your pen and your pad because I'm going to say some things that <laughs> you're probably going to have to go back another time and reread your own notes and say, OK, I need to look this up. I forgot I wanted to look this up. Um, this happens to me a lot, especially when I come across these downloads and different information that I'm guided to, right? I don't look for this stuff. Um, it's kind of like because I vibrate knowledge and because I vibrate wanting to know things, um, information finds me. We just end up meeting up. Actually, I ran into somebody today. I met, 
it's not somebody I met actually. I see her all the time. She works at um, the gas station close to my house, and uh, I was I had my daughter with me like always. You know, we were going on a walk and we stopped in the store. I was gonna get a little bit of coffee for you know that little get that melanin shot <laughs> for the second part of my day. So uh, anyway, she uh, what was she saying? She was cleaning something and she started talking about. Uh, a woman's role and her duties and how a woman's work will never truly be done because there's always somewhat of a requirement for the woman's energy, right? Um, and this actually kind of ties into the money, and you'll see the connection later. This also ties into this episode. But what I just wanted to share was that it was interesting and it was... Um, kind of like a breath of fresh air when you come across somebody that knows something <laughs> amongst the mundane people that we see and we nod to and speak to every day, hold the door open for uh, every day, right? All the average people. So, uh, yeah, she started saying some things because she always sees me with my daughter and she knows that, you know, I'm one of the guys that in the realm that puts the work in with the feminine energy. And she was saying, you know, this would be a good thing to always relate to her. And we just had a little bit of a, a spiritual connection on the information. It was kind of cool um, because I see her speak to her all the time. But I knew there was something about her I couldn't put my finger on. And I figured out that today that's what it is. She's one of the ones. She's an initiate, so to speak. This is what they would have called you back in the days of ancient Kemet. They would have called you an initiate, somebody that has... Um, access uh, to the deeper answers because they have started to ask the deeper questions, right? And so, yeah, she mentioned understanding, overstanding. That's what just reminded me of it. Uh, she mentioned understanding, overstanding, and understanding. I said, okay, all right, she knows something. I got to give her the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I got to give her the, I got to give her the link to the podcast because I think she'll get something out of it. And hopefully add something to it because I did invite her to uh, do an episode or come up with some topics or something that she wanted to get across as a feminine energy, right? Because a lot of times I speak from the different perspectives, but, um, and even though we all are both energies combined, uh, but I do lean masculine. So it would be uh, beneficial, I feel like, to everybody listening to sometimes get that real raw feminine opinion, especially because I'm talking about the feminine energy. So that being said, I was just saying that was a cool moment I had today. But that being said, I want to jump on into uh, the money episode. I know you all ready, right? You got your pens. You got your you got your pads. All right. Let's get in it. So <laughs> the first thing I want to say about money. I want everybody to remember and realize if you don't already think about this, money is just energy. Money is just energy manifested, right? Now, if you want to get a little bit more specific, money is electromagnetic energy, just like the sun. The sun is electricity and magnetism. That's the sunlight. That's why it carries information and uh, carries the vitamins and whatnot. It's a, it's, a, it's a way of communication, right, to the unspoken. So money is an electromagnetic energy. And what I want to do first is jump into a little bit of the etymology of money. And also combined with that is going to be a little bit of symbolism. 
with money because I, I got to give you every aspect of this thing, man. I can't just I can't just tell you what it is and leave you like that. I got to give you something that you only really gonna get right here, right? From a genuine source that not many people know about this podcast yet, but the ones that um do know about it, man, they show me so much love. You know, I got a few new supporters this week. Um, that's love, guys. I mean, look, I appreciate you. I just want to take the time to thank you, right, for the support because we are talking about money, right? So let me show my gratitude. <laughs> for all of you that support me, let me show my gratitude, right? Um, so the symbolism of money and the etymology of money. Let's dive in. Remember what I told you is that etymology is always going to be a key way to trace back these words to understand where these things are coming from, um, why we're even using them, right? What is behind the words? You have to understand this stuff at some point. You can't just go through life, and I know some will, but guess what? The ones that find this podcast, you're chosen already. You see how that works? I didn't have to advertise all these commercials and whatnot to find you. You found me. We actually found each other. So, much appreciated. All right, so etymology. Just to give you a refresh on what that even is. Um, let's take the etymology of the English language, right? We're going to trace it back a bit so you can kind of understand something. Off, uh, uh, first of all, English is actually Latin. Um, there is no English language, so to speak. It, it's basically a Latin, it's, it's a derivative of another language. Okay? It's a derivative of another language. It is not its own thing. Why is that important? That means that everything being used within it can be traced back to its original source because it was not created as what it is. Follow me now. This is why you need to take notes because I'm going to, this, trust me, I'm going to go in on this. English is Latin. There is no English language. So Latin would actually be um, the first layer in the veil. Latin would be the first layer in the veil of language, linguistics. What etymology does is take you straight to the source. It will lead you to the source because all things go back to a source, including yourself, right? Everything traces back to a source. So starting with the etymology of money, I want to start with first saying that remember that words were created and meant to divide. Words were created and meant to cause division. Right? Because the more we divide, the weaker we become. Now, let's start right there. These words, these names, they're all meant to divide. How is that so? Because a word is different from another word only to depict the difference. That is actually the only reason <laughs> that they exist is so you can see the difference, the division between what's, what is what on more than one side. So words are already meant to divide. That's what they're for. I want to start with a word that you might not think is related to money, the word cancer. Now, 
when we when we hear cancer, we're we're thinking about the disease. But I'm gonna touch on that too. Um, we also can think about the astrological, the astrology side of cancer, right? The sign cancer, because I know somebody listening is a cancer. I can feel it. Who's the cancer? Who's the cancer in the group? <laughs> All right, cancer. So you're going to get a lot out of this. The word cancer, if you want to go through it with etymology, is can and sir. It's actually derived of, it's two words combined to make one word. Can means serpent, when you take it back through etymology and where it came from. Sir also means serpent. So when you say yes, sir, to someone, um, through knowledge, through history, through etymology, where we even got to that point, you're saying yes, serpent. Now, you might say, well, why would I, you know, look, it, it's, it's a lot to explain. But a lot of things that, especially if you're religious, you're not going to understand why the serpent and, uh, you know, kundalini and different things that I refer to. Because remember, kundalini is your energy based on your, it's your life force energy. It's uh, your prana, it's your chi. It's everything that's creating that energy that's running the body. Remember how I always like to show you that you're not the body. You're just the one that uses the body. You're in control of the body. That is your ship, your shell. That is your vessel. So even if you're religious or Christian, um, you can understand that it's your vessel. Your, your, your Bible even tells you that. But what they're referring to is that it is your ship. You are inside of it. You are represented as a spiritual consciousness that works with the brain to do real manifestation work to give you what you perceive as reality. Right. Remember, perception is reality. But the only thing realer than perception being reality is actuality what's actual so with etymology you can get back to what's actual and not just what things are perceived to be so cancer is by definition and through etymology the double serpent now this is why it also represents the disease in this realm so um we know that cancer as a astrology sign is ruled by the moon moon the moon what does the moon also do the moon controls the current of the ocean right the moon controls the current of the sea so what i'm about to show you is something that i'm sure you've never heard before the moon represents money and vice versa it is the same thing Remember, everything physical has a, a spiritual reflection, right? It has an unseen that is the same. So you always can, in this realm, find the physical version of a lot of unseen things. There's always going to be some type of representative that you can envision. So cancer is ruled by the moon. The moon is what controls the currency or the current of the sea, right? When you go back in history through etymology, money comes from the word moony, which comes from moon, which is where moon has derived from other words. But what I'm showing you is the connection. 
Moon is also represented by Monday, if you didn't. You know, all these things are the same thing in many forms, just like people, right? So money is really moony. This is why if you understand, if you believe, if you know people that believe in, um, not even believe in, but have knowledge of astrology at all, then you can understand the days of the week and, you know, all the relation between these things. Obviously, Sunday is the day of the sun. Monday is moon day. Uh, Tuesday is Mars and so on. Right. I know uh, my strongest day of the week is Thursday because I'm a Sagittarius and Thursday is represented by uh, Jupiter, which is the planetary element that rules over Sagittarius. So that is my strongest activity day of the week. If I want to really get something done and I want to make sure I'm able to do it, I plan it for Thursday, right? So this is a little deeper than a lot of people think, but what I wanted to do this episode was purposely go a little bit deeper for those listeners that they're waiting on it. They're waiting on me to really go in like I do in person. So I'm going to do it first through money, right? Uh, so money is... Um, Money is a great example of alchemy. Alchemy is dealing with the elements. It's uh, manifesting and transmuting and creating through the elements, right? So the first example of how money is a great representative of alchemy is, if you know about alchemy, there was this tale of always wanting to turn lead into gold. Knowing alchemy was supposedly able to give you that ability, right? If you knew alchemy and you knew how to use the elements properly, you were supposed to be able to take lead and make gold. Now, I want to tell you, that's not a real, it's not a real thing. That is actually something more metaphysical. You see, the lead was the heavier parts of the man, the things that weigh on your heart, um, the things that come from your lower chakras that you really need to take um, energetically and transmute into something that you could actually use, right? A mood or um, a mode or a level of emotion that had value. This was the true knowledge of turning lead into gold. See? This is metaphysics with a little bit of etymology um, and just energy knowledge. That's basically what I'm giving you. So the real knowledge of alchemy was to know yourself. How do you change the chemical imbalances of self? Most people now take medication. Most people now take, you know, all kinds of chemicals and stuff like that um, to change how they feel about themselves and all kinds of symptoms. And they give you more symptoms that you need more medicine. It's a real vicious cycle. And just to throw another symbol at you real quick while I'm mentioning medicine, uh, <laughs> since we're talking about etymology and symbolism, um, the caudaceous staff. How many of you have recognized the caudaceous staff, the symbol on the outside of the hospital, the symbol on all the ambulances? How many of you have recognized the twin snakes that go up the pole the wings at the top with the ball. That is called the caudaceous staff. That is something that comes from ancient Kemet, right? 
And <laughs> the credit they give is a Greek, quote unquote, God that dealt with medicine. Um, Hippocrates, somebody say, someone says Hippocrates, some, some people say Hippocrate, right? Now, this was actually from ancient Kemet or Egypt or Africa, however you want to refer to it, depending on the time period that you're referring to, it was different. They changed the names for multiple reasons, we know that. It was partly to try to inhibit the ability to trace back <laughs> to where things came from. So we gave it a different name, right? Um, this is what they do with a lot of your different entities, deities, gods, and all this stuff. Um, depending on where you're getting it from, you have to realize where they got it from and where they got it from and where they got it from. And when you do that with anything, this is why I love etymology. When you do that with anything, including these words and letters, it takes you back to source. Now, look, just because the source of everything seems to be Kemet or Egypt. I mean, look, we don't have to brag about this <laughs> and, and make it that kind of issue. Let's keep it knowledgeable. Let's, let's, let's just focus on the fact that everything comes from the same place. And so we need to start there. And that's what I try to show people, especially um, my people. I try to give them a different type of knowledge so that at some point they could at least start to realize the knowledge of self and not just play this game until they transcend, right? The happiness game. I got to stay happy. So, um, so what they did was uh, with the Caudacious staff, like I said, it's, it's, it's accredited to Hippocrates. If you think that I'm making a stretch with this stuff, you have to understand that I'm giving you direct knowledge. Don't you know that doctors take an oath? How many of you know the name of the oath that doctors take? It's the Hippocratic Oath. Now, I just told you that the entity that they accredit with this knowledge is Hippocrates or Hippocrates, which is where you get the Hippocratic Oath, right? So these are things that I'm about to show you. These are real connections. What is the Caudacious Staff with the double serpent and the, and the, the stick? I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to go deep into it, but I'm going to give it to you. The twin snakes originally were one white and one black, represented the duality of man in this realm. The, the knowledge that you would always have to choose one thing or the other as you intertwined your path with your life. This is the snakes going up the pole, crisscrossing each other. The actual pole is a representation of the spine. So this is also the knowledge of kundalini energy. The wings up top always represented one that has reached enlightenment. He can now fly. The ball at the top represented the pineal gland. Or the sorcerer's stone. Or uh, let's say the stone when he's talking about Sir Lancelot. <laughs> right? The knights of the round. Camelot. This is all the same knowledge. 
So I feel like since I'm so able to see these different connections, these are the things that I'll share to spark your own uh, mind to have questions, to give you dreams, literal dreams, not aspirations, right? Camelot, Knights of the Round. Cam comes from the word Kim, which comes from the word Kemet. Kim or Cam only means black, blackness, darkness, melanin. So when you can understand and understand, this is why you will have things like the Knights of the Round and Camelot, where no one could remove the sword from the stone. This was the knowledge of operating within the pineal gland. The average man could not do that. You had to be one of the chosen. So I can show you countless ways. I'm not going to get into all that today. I want to get this money out the way. I want to I demystify this money for you. And I'm going to come back and touch on some of this other symbology. So let's follow the money trail. Let's get back to the money. <laughs> so money is the great example of alchemy, turning dirt into gold, right? Or paper into money or cotton into money, which grows from seed, which grows from soil. So you have to understand that the alchemy knowledge is being used at all times. Now, when it comes to the symbol of the actual um, dollar sign, this is also symbology. It is actually comes from the knowledge of ISIS. Now, I'm not talking about any kind of terrorist stuff, but I'm about to show you maybe why they're using that term to represent some of the things they're talking about on the news that you tune out. Because you think it's about something foreign and you don't really get it. It has nothing to do with you. See, these are codes. So sometimes when you hear somebody say ISIS, that just means the money. All right? Follow me. So the, double, um, the dollar sign is just what they call the double ISIS. It is the ISIS laid on top of each other. The two S's are laid, double stacked, and then you have the two I's. That is where you originally get what we call the dollar sign. So the dollar sign represents the two snakes or the Isis. Remember what I said, the double serpent, the two snakes, the cancer. Cancer is ruled by the moon, moon, moony, money. The moon controls the current of the sea with electromagnetic energy. Remember when I told you that money was just electromagnetic energy. So the moon controls the current of the sea or the currency. This is why it's referred to as currency. Right? Follow me now. So the money signs represented by Isis, um, which is something related to ancient Kemet. It's an entity. It's a feminine energy that is also involved with the moon. See? So in ancient Kemet, this Eidolon, Isis, was connected to the moon as well. Now I'm about to show you why all these things are the way they are. Right? 
A little side note is that uh, when I said ISIS was an entity, we've all heard the word entity since I'm doing etymology. Um, let me see. Entity is when you formulate a business, right? Look at what they tell you to put your name. What they tell you to put your name says business entity. Why is that? Why is that an entity and also a spirit is an entity? You see? Because, see, when you create a business, it is the same as creating a human. All these things have been structured off of the natural. This is why you first have to come up with the name for the entity. Once you have the entity, you get assigned a number, which is called an EIN number, which is also the same equivalent as a social security number. Now you get the business a, a body or um, a building. This is the body. Once you have made it to that level, you become what? Instead of um, a limited liability, right? You're not a baby anymore, right? The limited liability. Now you have become the corporation or the corpse, right? Now you have the building, which is the body. Now you have the workers and people that you hire to work for your corp, your corpse, your corporation. They are now the cells inside the body. So look, I shouldn't even have to go much deeper than that for you to really see that connection. Business structures, all these things are connected to you because they are you. <laughs> I'm going to do a whole other episode on symbolism where I just show all these different connections. So the word entity uh, comes from the word Ishtar, um, which is an ancestral word from ancient Kemet, which means, in our translation, it means star, or also Ishtar, which means ancestor. So this is why a lot of uh, deeper knowledge will tell you and show you that the stars above are actually your ancestors. You see? This is why even when you rely on something like science, because I remember in school, they told us, they say, hey, when you look up at the stars, I hope you know that that starlight that you see isn't there anymore. That is an old light. You see what they told us, right? So it took me years and years and years later to come into my spiritual awakening and come into my knowledge and say, oh, wow. That is why, because those are the old lights. Those are the old ones. And see, this is why they also tell you, well, you're made from stardust. You're created from everything, all the carbon that everything else is created from. You are that thing, physically and spiritually. Remember, everything just reflects. So what you see in the physical has, a, has an unseen. It has an equivalent energy that is unseen. Everything does. So I just wanted to touch on when I said that was an entity, you remember that's Ishtar, which is a star, which is your ancestor. So these different names of, you know, Isis and all this stuff, um, just to demystify that a little bit. A lot of these weren't actual people. They were personifications of energy. See, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, Jesus, Heru. All this. I'm not going to get into that right now, but believe me, I will be back to decode some of that for you, too, because a lot of people that we look at in these ancient books, we think they're people. When they are just personifications, 
It is when you personify an energy, you make it personal into what could be looked at as a person or an actual being. Well, when it's really just an energy, like I tell you, get your name. If you don't know what your name means, look your name up. You're going to find a list of attributes. Those, that's kind of like a code, a cheat code to you as a person. Because you arrived here to collect that label. That is why the things that it says, they are going to relate to you. Without your help. You didn't need to know it and act upon it for those things to relate. That just shows you how this whole thing is kind of orchestrated. Life's about codes. It's about understanding and understanding what you are looking at. A hundred of us can look at one thing and all see it different, right? So this is what I'm saying. There's levels to perception. That's why you witness different so-called realities all the time. If people don't believe in alternate realities, then... How come my neighbor has a different life than me? Isn't that an alter, an alter reality? Hmm. See? So, let's see. We were right at the dollar sign. Okay. So, Isis is also involved with the moon, right? Moon controls the currents. We covered that. Money or currency, carries the energy of all previous handlers we got to understand that too when you get money in your hands it has the energy that everybody else put on it when they had it sometimes you even get money from the store and you smell it <laughs> and it smells like somebody else am i right <laughs> so this is just a knowledge that yo this money is a magnetic type of energy and it's it's doing nothing but collecting that's why they tell you money's dirty it's just the fact that a lot of people have had it and have moved it around, right? So um, even the DNA gets attached to the currency, and that's very important when you understand energy. Why do you think you used to see movies and stuff where people say, I don't want that money, that's blood money? You see? they did. It wasn't the money. It was just that they didn't want what the money was associated with to come on them as well when they accepted the money. It is a carrier. You see? So even the DNA gets attached to the currency as we pass it along. Um, the people actually kind of work as the conductors of the currency or the current. Current is an electronic flow. Right? When you have electricity and cords and whatnot, when electricity flows through, that is called the current. That is the energy. That's why I told you. Money is just energy. Things are just being represented in different forms to give you different aspects but somewhere along the way we did not gain the knowledge and we started perceiving all these things as their own thing that's the issue so with the money or the currency we work as the actual conductors there's a book called the history of currency um look that up look that up for a good read and get more in depth so uh, let's see here. Isis. Isis was actually. Um, I'm going to get into what Isis is. First, let me say um, the dollar bill. The dollar bill, if you want to talk about the physical, the physical um, aspects of the dollar bill. Right. If you ever heard of something called the golden ratio or phi, phi is the code that nature creates everything in. 
You know, we don't have to make these things up. These things actually exist. This is how a seed grows into a flower. Um, this is why you have spirals and, and stars on everything. You, you look at the flowers, they're five petals. They, you look at the middle, there's a perfect five-point star. Um, you cut an apple horizontally, you're going to find the five-point star. You cut any fruit or vegetable horizontally, you're going to find the five-point star. Not vertically, horizontally, across. Right? This is knowledge of five, the golden ratio. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's very interesting because all the businesses... <laughs> all the posters you see, all the CD covers, all the things you're looking at, actually, the cereal boxes, I don't care what it is, they create it with Phi so that it connects with your subconscious or your superconscious mind in such a way that you like it and you don't even know why it's attractive to you. See? This is like Phi... Um, you ever heard somebody look at a girl and say, man, she's fine. Yeah, she's fi. You see, fi is the ability also to observe a certain type of natural balance that is just pleasing to the eye. This is how we discover what we call beauty. This is what it's based on. Right? This is what it's based on. The Mona Lisa, all these things were painted using phi, using the golden ratio. It's a certain way that they make you perceive it, that your superconsciousness tells you what you think about it. When you like or dislike something, you're not making the choice. Something's telling you that you like it or telling you that you dislike it. Think about it. Something inside you. So, um, The dollar itself is made with the golden ratio, that rectangular shape. Um, why is it a rectangle? Why is it made with phi? Because it is, it is a symbol to actually represent a door. This is why money can lead you and open. This is when they say, uh, man, this is really going to open some doors. That means it's going to get you paid. <laughs> right? So we know that through numerology and different, different um, mathematical sciences, um, the four represents the door, right? The four represents the door. So this is also why, if you want to see a, a, a little connection real quick, a physical connection, um, when you look at the keyboard on your computer next time, look at the number four. And notice what symbol is represented with the number four, with the door symbol, okay? Let me know. So uh, the dollar is, to give you some history and etymology on that, why it's even called a dollar, because look, whether it's $1, $5, $20, it's always dollar. And if you don't understand what these things mean, <laughs> you're not going to know how deep this thing gets. So the dollar is actually the doll, the D-O-L-L. -L. In etymology, this means talisman, which is something that can carry a certain type of energy. You can create one. Uh, you know, I think mostly we create them. 
but they're used with certain type of symbols included on them. And this is all done. They're, they're, they're made in a certain type of shape that's mathematically correct. All this is done, or let's say mathematically sound shape, because all this is done um, to be what that thing is meant to be, right? To create some certain type of energy on this thing. So the dollar is the doll or the talisman. It always has a deceased person on it. This is, the, this is uh, who they represent. Always someone that has transcended, right? It also has their signature on it. Why is that important? Because the signature, the actual physical signature in this realm represents your two-dimensional imprint. It is the physical representation of your fingerprint, which is attached to your body. The outside representation of that is a signature. So the same way that no two people's um, fingerprints will be the same, uh, no two people's signature will be the same, even if you had the same name. Right? So it's very important to understand that this is a talisman marked with many symbols. You got the pyramid on there. Um, in God we trust. God is all capital letters, so you don't understand what that means. Um, there's six-point stars. There's many five-point stars. There's many things placed on these talisman notes on these uh what they call promissory notes that represent something that you might not really realize right so um i'm gonna jump in on isis a bit more just to give you the real knowledge of what that energy represents and why it is attached to money i want to show you even more even more why isis which is remember the symbolism of the dollar sign, right? So what is Isis? How, can, how, how is this connection made? Isis is a Greek rendering, actually, of an Egyptian entity. Remember what I told you. Depending on who you got it from, they transmute it into what fits their type of people. This is what you really got to understand about all these statues and this and the lady of justice and these gods and the statue of liberty all these different symbols that look like people but aren't actual people are just symbolically these are energies that they're making present they're making the presence of these energies known by representing them right so isis was a greek rendering of the egyptian name aset which is where we get asset, which is another way to refer to your money or things of value. When we talk about value in this realm, it all traces back to the money. So asset or asset. In other cultures, I'm going to show you a couple of the other cultures where, um, in e so in Egypt, it was asset. In Greek, it was Isis. Also in Greek, it was, um, uh, I think her name was um, Deveter, uh, which was the goddess of agriculture. Uh, then you also had Hera, which was the wife of Zeus. You had Selene, which is the goddess of the moon, right? So remember, Isis in Greek, I showed you the connection with Isis and the dollar sign. I told you it came from Egypt. It was Aset or Aset. <laughs> right check your assets 
And uh, then it e evolved through time in the same Greek manner uh, to be the goddess of agriculture, to be Hera, the wife of Zeus, to be Selene, the goddess of the moon, to be Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty. This is where you get people talking about for the love of money and associating money with love, right? I love money. See? So these aren't, it's not a coincidence that we say things like that and that we use that type of knowledge. Um, in even more ancient texts through Kemet, Isis was the first daughter of the universe. That energy. In ancient Kemet, Isis was also known to be irresistible and worshipped by many. This is, this is, just keep thinking about money as you hear these attributes. You see? Isis was known as Aset or Aset or also the primordial waters. See? The primordial waters. This is why money is called currency or current, the current of the sea. This is all based on energy. Aset back then in ancient Kemet times was known to be sea blue, not just blue, sea blue. Monday was also represented by Isis back then. So when they came up with these different, you say, well, they didn't have Monday and Tuesday and stuff back then. Yes, but they did have an equivalent. They did have an understanding that there was a full cycle that would happen concerning the sun and the moon that would bring the next beginning of the cycle. So they did have knowledge of these days and the energies of these days, whether they called them actual Monday, Sunday or not, right? So back then, Isis was represented by what would be known as Monday, which I already told you was Moon Day. We're still with the money right now. No matter where I go with this, it's going to be on the money. <laughs> so... Remember that money is, I said it was an electromagnetic energy. This is why money has a magnetic strip, if you don't understand that. If you don't understand that it's an electromagnetic energy, then can you at least realize that it does have the magnetic strip? What is that for? Have you ever seen anyone use a magnet with money? Right? This is how it interacts with the machines. But this is how it also interacts in the unseen realm because every magnet attracts and repels. You see? So money also operates as a magnet. I'm about to get into the good stuff. I'm about to show you how to make the connection. So you can actually become attractive to money. It's not all about you chasing the money and trying to attract the money. You can actually become attractive to money. See, remember, money is a feminine energy. Money is a feminine energy. If you don't understand how to treat a female, if you don't understand feminine energy at all, money's not going to come to you. <laughs> you won't have money. It will actually repel you in a way that when you do get it, it leaves you quickly. She left you. She left you, bruh. You're high and dry, bruh. You didn't know how to treat her, bruh. She, and then what do you say? She was the best thing I ever had. That's money. 
That's this is the energy of of why we think like this. So if you this is a secret. If you want to know how to attract money, understand and understand how to be attractive to feminine energy. I'm not talking about sexual. I'm talking about magnetically. Right? So uh let's see. The last thing I want to touch on real quick is uh another thing about our set. Because I gave you that our set was Isis. That was when it hit Greece. But before that, in ancient Kemet, it was just known as our set, which was represented as the energy of manifestation. Hmm, doesn't money make things happen? Our set was the energy of manifestation. And it was said to be able to put you in a trance-like state. Now, this is the knowledge of why you meditate. This is the knowledge of why you really, um, I was talking to my mother earlier and she asked what was the difference between a mantra and, uh, what is it called when, um, when you repeat the same thing over and over, uh, affirmations when, and I said, well, affirmations could be a lot of different things, you know, being said that are just on a certain frequency, but. Uh, a mantra is going to be the same thing being said the same way over and over, right? What is the purpose of that? It is to put you in a trance-like state to receive your manifestation. This is knowledge. When you listen to something over and over and it starts to make you tired and sleepy, that is the knowledge of the trance-like state. That is the knowledge of the place that you have to go to bring your things into fruition. If you're trying to manifest a certain type of life, you got to take it into the trance. You got to take it into the place where um, almost like the dreamland. Because now you are in another realm seeing the manifestation of these things. I told you this was going to get a little bit deep, but just write it down and revisit it. You'll get it. Trust me. Remember, you already have all the knowledge. All you're doing is being reminded of what you already know. Because a lot of times you'll hear something that was supposedly deep and you'll say, man, I kind of knew that. I just don't know how I knew that. That's called gnosis. We all have that. You know, to educate someone is different than trying to teach them. Teaching, you're throwing something at them, you're giving them something, you hope they keep it. But to educate comes from the term educare, which means to bring out what is within, to draw out. So a real educator is not necessarily a teacher. A real educator is someone that can get you to acknowledge what you have and go ahead and bring it out. Draw it out of you so that you could even perceive it a bit better. See? So... Never aim to be a teacher. If anything, aspire to be an educator. So, but uh, yeah, with Aset, um, she was the energy of manifestations. And she brings, the, the, her energy brings the trance-like state. Now, this is just like sending and receiving money. What's it called? It's called a transfer. This is, this is what I'm trying to show you. These things are like this for a reason. The transfer is right before the actual exchange is complete. 
the trans state. See? This is associated with Auset. A-U-S-E-T. The first two letters, A-U. Look on the periodical table. Look up gold. Gold is A-U. Right? These things are not coincidence. I'm giving you connections. I'm giving you real connections. Um, so remember that cancer, how we spoke on cancer, the double serpent. Now, we can talk about the dis-ease. We can talk about the signs, attributes of being very sensitive. But the knowledge of the disease manifested. Remember, everything physical is something unseen. It's some type of lesson. So what they call the cancer it's just the knowledge of a pre-programmed emotional response. And if you are the type of person that is emotionally unbalanced, you are the type of person to get cancer. It is only a physical representation of something that is not seen. You get what I'm saying? So if you can understand and understand and then understand that it has a pre-programmed emotional response, then guess what? So does money the cancer the double serpent the dollar sign the symbolism the entity it also has that pre-programmed emotional response so how you treat your money is remembered by the money you might get different bills that showed up but it wasn't them same ones they're not coming back to you <laughs> The magnetic strip, <laughs> they remember, right? So <laughs> you can reprogram, all that being said, just to show you that you can reprogram the energy of the money. Just like you can beat or reprogram cancer. It's no different, right? So what I want to do is I'm going to give you the actual, um, I'm going to give you some metaphysics of the money. Now that we've shown the history, the different types of symbolism, the fact that it's energy, it's electromagnetic energy. It even wears the magnet on its physical appearance of the, the dollar, the talisman, the magic. Now that we've shown all that, I'm going to show you what the energy of money actually does. So we understand that money is not real. It's created to create some type of fake value system. Even when you look at the money, it says this is a debt instrument. It's a promissory note. It's not even, <laughs> has no value. It only has value where there's no value. You get what I'm saying? It only has value where there's a lack of value. I hope y'all listening. So, um, money is, is, is created. And the prices that we put on things um, and different services and the way we price and value things, they're all made up. So the whole idea of even exchanging money as some type of value, it's all made up. But why? Because there's a deeper connection to your super consciousness. What I just showed you is that this whole idea 
of money, dollar signs and talismans and value was all created because of its energetic power, because of what it can do. Not just what you can buy, but what it does to your mind, your body, your electromagnetic energy field. When you have the money on you, you feel some type of way. When you don't have the money, you feel some type of way. So these financial barriers and things that are just created are actually just an effect of the mind. And then they affect your mind, your body, and your emotions. So when you get into actual studies of this stuff, when you're talking about actual science, I'm going to show you how money affects your brain, your body, your emotions, depending on how it's being transferred, right? Depending on from where you're falling into the trance at, this determines the effects that money has. So let's look at when money is received as, say you get a gift or somebody gives you something, right? So when money's received as like a payment or a gift or like you won some money, there's actually a release in the brain of a hormone called dopamine. Dopamine is associated with addiction. So when this hormone is released, whenever we consume substances or have different types of experiences, they create the feelings of We'll say well-being, but it's not a true happiness and well-being because these are all feelings based on the experiences that rely upon the external substance or the external experience. So to maintain those types of feelings of excitement and satisfaction which could also come across as a safety and addiction to feeling safe or security, then we have to repeatedly consume the external substance to get that feeling. So if we're talking about getting paid, if we're talking about winning money, if we're talking about the dopamine that's released when that happens, then to keep this balanced, you have to constantly and repeatedly consume the money. So if you keep this in balance, the dopamine will actually provide a, a, a healthy stimulus, a healthy relationship to money. This will allow you to always receive the resources and have the positive experiences that you want to have. But if you spin out of control with this same money, right, this same drug, so to speak, because of how it affects your brain, then the results are going to be similar to a drug or alcohol or anything else like that. Because it becomes a chemical addiction. It don't matter if you didn't smoke the money or snort it. It itself will become a chemical addiction. I got friends that, and you know, um, I'm not talking down, you know, I'm just mentioning my home. These are my homeboys, you know. I got friends that gamble a lot. And... I fear that in, in their case, this is the case. 
the money and the feeling of receiving the winning money and winning has become a chemical addiction. And what you got to really be aware of is that if you're assuming, if you're um, consuming the money, right, let's, this is a hypothetical. If you're consuming the money, right, and you're always smoking weed while you're gambling, you're getting high while you're getting high. You're affecting your mind in two ways at once. You're combining two different things into a super dependency. Can you now understand how this will become an addiction, what I like to call a compound addiction? Because gambling alone ain't giving me that feeling. Smoking alone ain't giving me that feeling. I need to smoke, drink, and gamble now at this point. You see? Because you have created a compound addiction based on the chemicals of your own mind, based on your own actions, which are based on the understanding of and the relationship of self. This is a long road to walk. Imagine walking back. <laughs> Imagine stopping and saying, man, you know what? I need to walk back. I need to go back where I came from. And you're looking at that long road, and this is what addiction thrives from, the long road syndrome. You, you can't walk that road. You're like, man, dang it. I done walked down this road for two weeks, and it takes two more weeks to get there. I'm just going to turn back one week. You can't keep doing that. You wonder why you can't get the progress you want because you done walked yourself down a very long, dark, lonely road. <laughs> hey, and as long as you got what you want or what at this point you need, you feel great. <laughs> you on this road feeling, you, hey, you fine. But when you run out of it, and if you don't have that combination, that compound, now you just start to get depressed and you're like, man, I, I got three out of four of the things I'm addicted to and I'm getting depressed. You know why you're getting depressed? Because you're creating a weird imbalance where you continue to do the three things, the one thing's missing, and then you shouldn't be doing all four of those things together anyway. So this is like a compound imbalance. Now you really need help. You need somebody to literally talk you back down the road. You need somebody... um. It's like when you see those training videos and somebody's in the car next to you while you're jogging. They want to make sure you're good. Somebody, you, you need one of those at this point. So <laughs> let's check out what happens when to the body when um, you give away money, right? So when you use money to pay for stuff that you actually need, you've been working, you've been working, working for that same money, right? But this time you're not... It's not coming to you. This time you actually got to give it away. This time you actually have to use it on things you decide to use it on consciously because you feel like you need these things. So when you use money to pay for something that you need or some type of services that you that you um, rendered from someone else or something like that, um, or uh, you spend the money in exchange for desired goods and experiences, you know, going somewhere, going out. Um, did you know that money actually triggers the pain receptors, the pain receptors in the brain? When, when, I'm going to repeat that, when you pay for things that you need, that you have decided to give the money away because you should, in exchange for something, you're not even doing it for free, you're actually getting something. 
Do you know that the pain receptors in your brain light up? It hurts. On a, on a microscopic level, at first, it hurts. This gives, this gives you, um, <laughs> this is why some people say, when something's expensive, they say, man, it cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> right? These are, these are pain references. I paid through the, through the nose. Right? So you say, okay, well, what about like shopping and stuff like that? Okay, let's get into that. It's a little bit deeper. Because a lot of us have fun spending money. Because what's messed up about this this pain receptor thing of when you exchange it for goods is that the goods you exchange it for that are making you happy at the time, they trigger the dopamine. So now you're in pain and you high on dopamine at the same time. Because the thrill of getting new things triggers the dopamine response. What does that do? It counteracts the pain response. So when you part with your money, now you try to at least make sure it's something that you're going to get joy from. Get that? You want to you spend it only on something that's going to make you happy. That's a chemical dependency at its deepest roots. I'm just giving you the knowledge and the science behind money. So now you have dopamine being released. You got pain receptors being activated. All at the same time. And if you get to, like, if either one of those things goes out of balance, right? Say you, um, you're buying things you like, right? And you're getting the dopamine. So it's counteracting the pain receptors of spending, right? But now let's say you go out of balance with it and you overspend. This is the same knowledge of an overdose. See? Now you get you start to get depressed because even though you bought things you like, when the high wears off and you have no more money, you see what I'm saying? This is an OD. You didn't OD'd on it. You went too far. This is unregulation. This is imbalance. So a lot of people become addicted to money and addicted to things because it stops the pain. For now. <laughs> so, all right, let's, um, what about when you give away money to somebody else, like as a gift, or like when you say it comes from the heart? It actually does something different than dopamine. When you give money that way, say you have an abundance and it doesn't hurt you to lose money, right? So you don't get that pain. Um, and you're, and you're also giving from the heart. This releases a hormone called um, oxytocin. Oxy, O-X-Y. Now, you might have heard of oxys in different prescription drugs. Where do you think they get the knowledge of it from? From you and your brain. How do you think they can go in the lab and create something that would affect you in a certain way? Because first, they got to know you better than you know yourself. That way, they can prescribe you the cure. How are you going to somebody else to find out what's wrong with you? Just think about that. You go into the hospital with the Cardacious staff on it, right? 
You go into where they have took the Hippocratic Oath, <laughs> where they worshiping Hippocrates and old knowledge that was stolen from Kemet instead of having knowledge of self. Instead of going right to the source and figuring out, wait, how can I just connect with myself so I don't have to go get <laughs> third-hand opinion of me and then try to prescribe me something that's going to chemically alter me as soon as I do it. So when you give away money, you donate money, um, it releases what they call oxytocin. It's a hormone. Um, it's a hormonal chemical. And it's actually the same chemical that's released when a mother bonds with her baby. So I don't care if you're a mother bird, a human, a seal, a damn elephant. Whenever you see the birth of a child and you see the mother and the offspring together, you got to understand that oxytocin is being spread around. That's that love hormone, right? This is, this is what the same thing released from the brain when the mother creates that bond with her baby. Uh, you know, when two people that's in love, you see them walking and holding hands, man, they high on oxytocin, bro. Don't, don't judge them. <laughs> they both high on the same drug, on the same chemical. So that's why they say we're in love, right? We're in love. We're in it. We're inside of it. We're both encapsulated by it. The chemicals that give me that, <laughs> it's being released at this time. When I come around this person, this is what love is, right? When I come around this person, um, this chemical gets released from my brain. It has me feeling all types of ways. I really like how that feels. So I continue to come around this person. I'm just saying, I ain't knocking it, <laughs> make the connections, but I'm just saying, oxytocin. <laughs> uh, so you hold hands with your lovers, you cuddle, you know, when friends hug each other, people, even when you and your homeboy see each other and you dap, you give dap and you give that little one arm hug. That's, that's, that's oxytocin, man. You, you, you glad to see him, Right. Smiles are on both of your faces. It's not <laughs> homosexual, but it is love on a chemical level, on a cellular level. So um, even when you're um, walking down the street or you go in the store and you and somebody else lock eyes, right? And y'all smile at each other. <laughs> and you say, hello, hello. That's oxytocin, man. Oxytocin made you do that. You don't know them. Why are you talking to people? <laughs> you on that oxytocin. <laughs> so it's a, um, it's a physical manifestation of the emotion of love, right? Which is the same as appreciation, which is the same as gratitude, which is the same as inner peace, which is the same as well-being and the knowledge of the deeper connection between things. So... Uh, these things, uh, these three things I gave you now were just, those are really good and deep examples of, of what, <laughs> of what love and money and all these things, are, these are all connected. I'm about to, when you get done with this study, you're going to be so familiar with money that 
You're just going to go in your purse or your pocket, your wallet, and you're just going to look at your dollars. Look at your money. Realize the connection you have with it. When you pull it out, <laughs> notice whether you folded it neatly and tucked it away or if you balled it up and just threw it in there and you got it spread apart from the other money and money just scattered around. And you got to realize this is energy. Change the way you handle it. Change the way you function with it and your actual relationship with it will change. Um, let me give you this about spending money. When we say spend money, I want you to realize something. I want you to stop using the term spend money. Don't spend money. I want you to replace that word with circulate. Circulate money. Don't spend it. Um, because if you have that conscious connection with your money, if you have that relationship, have you ever just walked out on a relationship? <laughs> like, you're just like, yo, I, I, you do, I gotta let you go. I see something I want and I gotta let you go. Bye. I, you know, so you have to have the, this is the same thing. If you wouldn't do that to a woman, don't do that to your money. It's the same energy. You see what I'm getting at? You have to. You have to understand that you're circulating this energy. So you say, I'm about to go circulate some money towards food, not spend money on food. Because the food is going to nourish you. It's going to be a whole cycle of just nourishment and circulation. And then lo and behold, the money's going to come right back. The money's going to come right back and you got nourished. Try it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I know. You got to know who to connect your money with. Some people you give your money to and they waste it. Some people you give your money to and they scam you. That is the physical manifestation of the, the, the extremity of not knowing who to give your money to. They call it a scam. A scam is an S word, which is a serpent word. You see? They put the serpent on the cam. The Cam is, remember what I told you, Cam is also Kim, which also is Kemet, which is also melanin. So they are already trying to insult black people by calling something a scam. <laughs> the serpent blackness. <laughs> oh, man. Etymology is funny. It's funny. It shows you behind the structures of, of, these, of a lot of these things that are created, man. <laughs> So, um, I set the primordial waters. Now, why is I set called the primordial waters in ancient Kemet? Because the primordial waters is what's also, um, is also refers to when a woman gives birth to a child, the child comes through the primordial waters, right? This is when the water breaks. This is that knowledge. This is why this happens. So, this also happens coming down the birth canal. The, the, the primordial waters break um, as the baby comes down the birth canal, right? So what I'm about to show you is the connection between this etymology that I'm showing you with these words and actual banking, actually using the money in this realm. I'm about to show you a very deep connection. This is the last thing I'm going to give you. Um... But I also think this is a, probably the deepest thing I'm about to tell you uh, today. So, <laughs> listen to this. 
Just listen. This is this is why, you know, we've talked about money. We've talked about all these energies, ISIS and Comet. But what we haven't talked about is why it's even called money. What, why is it associated with the moon and the moon seems to be connected with the current and the currency and all these? What's going on? So I'm about to give you the final connection. Right? So just follow me. Get your pad out. Keep your pen out. Keep the top off. Keep the top off because I'm about to top you off. I'm going to blow your top off with some of this knowledge. All right? <laughs> so, um, this, <laughs> look, here in uh, North America, right? Um, how do I start this? All right. All the land in North America, all the lands are under a certain type of law. What you might not realize this, and please, I urge you to look this up. Now, we have water and we have land, right? Earth is divided. Now, let me give you first. <laughs> Remember what I told you. Earth is green, right? Heart chakra is green. I've already showed you that in other episodes that the heart chakra or the heart period is the representation. It is your inner representation of earth. I showed you how to take the word earth. You take the H off the back and you slide it around to the front. You get the word heart. As because these things are one and the same. Whenever you find an anagram. You have to understand that words are meant to divide. You got to be able to see through that. You got to be able to say that. You got to be able to see this is the same word. But now it's coded. And even the code has a definition. Right. So money is green. Money is uh, this. This is the end of the money and energy part. Right. Money is green. The money is represented by Earth. That's why it's green. Remember, heart chakra is also green and the heart also represents Earth. I'm just giving you connection. This is why they tell you about the desires of your heart. Right. These are the representations of your desires here on Earth. So. Understand that. Um. All these things have their own way of operating like this for a reason. So just like the earth is the same representation of the body or vice versa, the earth is what they say, what, 70, 80% water, just like the body. Pay attention, right? These are just um, larger and smaller versions of each other. So I uh, didn't want to forget to give you that with the green of the heart chakra, the earth, you know, everything that I just gave you. So all lands in North America are under what's called the cemetery law. I said all lands, not just water, right? Lands. Um, this actually makes people what they call movable property. Hmm. If you've never heard this, you better write it down because I can't give you this twice. This is where the ideas of zombies come from. People living in cement buildings on cemetery land. These words <laughs> are only a representation of the laws that represent the land, which is just how they set it up on purpose, based on the knowledge. So 
The earth, like I said, is simplified down into two classes, land and water. And so what happens is you can understand and understand that by understanding that there is a law of the land and there is a law of the sea. Right? We do know that, right? So with the laws of the land, they actually oppose the laws of the sea. They are opposing laws. They're not the same laws. What you can do here, you can't do there. What you can do there, you can't do here. Keep that in mind. So the people of the land or the people that are of, let's say, specific customs used on the different lands, which are referred to as countries, all follow the law of the land. Right? So when we talk about the law of the sea, we're talking about the law of water, current, currency, money, liquid assets, <laughs> asset, <laughs> right? This is also what they refer to as the laws of banking. Now, this is where this is going to get mysterious for you if you didn't know this stuff. This is why you have so many water terminologies and terms when it comes to the money. Right? I'm drowning in a sea of debt. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my head above the water. Man, we're just trying to stay afloat. My pockets are dried up. Money going through my hands like water. Right? You talk about property. Oh, the house is underwater. That has to do with the money owed. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to buy that because it's on sale. Get it? Sale? Sailboat? Water? <laughs> I need a bailout. They got to bail out the banks again. You bail out water from a boat. Slush funds. You know what slush is when you... When you get that combination of the water and the mud <laughs> close to the shore. These are all real terms that are all related to your money because you're not understanding the systems that you're under. I'm just giving you a little bit of behind the scenes code. Since we're talking about money, I'm giving you a good little piece to work with. So uh, <laughs> let's say pull your money together, right? Your cash flow. When you're out of business, you're all washed up. <laughs> it's funny to me, man, because it's, it's, just, it's just funny, you know. Um, all this stuff is based on what's called maritime law. <clears throat> and if you've never heard of maritime law, that's what you're under, right? That's when they come to you and they read you the Miranda rights. That's Mary. That's a maritime law, right? <laughs> it's when they come to you, they say, you have the right to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is just your Mary, your Miranda, your maritime law these are your rights under that system what is a bank a bank comes from a bank controls your money you know it, it it moves the money around but as you can probably see where i'm going with this it comes from riverbank that actually controls the current of the sea the currency the bank is where the money collects or let's say where the current collects it collects at the bank you think all this is a coincidence? You better get this knowledge because I'm, I'm giving you something people ain't going to give you. Now, when we're talking about 
being at sea, let's talk about ships that sail at sea, right? Ships sail. <laughs> Relationships, friendships, partnerships. You still think this is a coincidence? All ships are women. Surprise. I want you to look up every ship you can find on the internet, whatever you want to do. Just look up any ship name, any ship. They're all women. You will never find a man's ship. You find a male ship, something wrong. <laughs> Show, send it to me ASAP. All ships are women. She delivers from labor. You see, the man... Man, you factors. <laughs> the man manufactures the product and the woman delivers after labor. After she's done carrying the precious cargo. I'm showing you a connection of why this stuff is implemented in your everyday ways of life. This is deep stuff. When the woman delivers the precious cargo it's called birth right she's giving birth well if you don't know about ships and docks and water then you wouldn't know that a birth b-e-r-t-h is where ships dock ships dock at the birth right now watch this keep following me upon the arrival of the ship Anything she delivers must have paperwork or certificates attached to it, which will have the color, the weight, and all the details of what she was carrying. Are we talking about the ship or are we talking about the impregnated woman? We're talking about both. I'm showing you where these systems come from. When you're born, your mother's water breaks and she delivers the baby in a delivery room. Now under maritime law, this person is considered a product or a human resource once delivered. What I want you to do is look up the difference between offspring and a child. There is a difference. See, before you get the certificates and the numbers attached to you, you're considered human offspring. Once they attach these numbers and certificates to you, you are considered movable property. You are now a child. Look this stuff up. So you're considered a product or a human resource once delivered. So where the parents, and I want you to pay attention to these forms. A lot of us are parents. Go look at the forms. When a parent signs a birth certificate, it says informant where you sign. It says informant. You are the informant that gives the information to what was. You authorize what was recorded from the delivery. It actually says informant on the form. And now upon birth. The physical body of the baby is now a security on the New York Stock Exchange. And this is why all birth certificates go to the Department of Commerce. See, 
A certificate denotes ownership. I'm just giving you the facts. You better look up what you're involved in. You got to wake up. And if you found this podcast, it's meant for you to wake up. So the dock, right, where the ships go, or let's say at the hospital, the dock signs your birth certificate. If an item comes in broken, if an item was delivered defective, then there is a death certificate. You see? This is why when you go to, um, when you go to court, I'm going to show you all this wordplay. When you go to court, and again, this is why it's called court, because it's only referencing a tennis match or any other game played on the court. This is why they tell you the ball's in your court, because you got to know how to hit it back. When somebody comes at you with something, right, you got to know how to hit it back. This is why they tell you the ball's in your court. This is why you go to court. This is a joust match. Who has the knowledge and who don't? So this is why they say in court that they're going to dock your pay. <laughs> this is why when you testify in court, they put you on the docket. See, courts are banks. That's what you might not realize. A court is a bank. <clears throat> and uh, somebody's always going to get paid money. We're still on money, don't forget. This is all about commerce. So in a court, there's a fence and there's a gate, right? Where um, the people sit on the outside. So I want you to realize something. This is the connection I'm about to show you with this mar uh, maritime law. Where they have jurisdiction and where they don't. If you sit on the outside of the court gate, right? Where you, if you sit where the audience sits, you're considered to be on land. But once you pass the gate, this is why they tell, this is, it's called a water gate, by the way. But this is why um, lawyers pass the bar, because now they are authorized to pass the bar. If you're not a lawyer, you can't go past that little gate. You can't pass the bar. Right? So once you're on the other side of that, you're considered to actually be under maritime law, the law of the sea, the law of water. Currency, it's all about current. Now, why would they be able to put you under the law of water? Because just like I showed you a minute ago, the earth is 70, 80% water. 20 to 30% earth, land. The same as your body. You are mostly water. Go back to my food episode. And I do a little bit more numbers on the water and, the, you know, how the water is in all these different parts of the body to keep them hydrated. You are 70-something, 80% water. This is why they can use these kind of things because this is spiritual warfare. These laws and stuff that they create, these infrastructures, they're all created behind knowledge. That is why they are the systems that we operate under. So what I try to do is show people the connection, give them the understand, at least the understanding, you know, from the understanding, at least so they can be able to take it in and, and, and within their own mind know what they're a part of.
and not be a victim to it. So um, once you're under maritime law, you're considered a maritime admiralty product. Admiral, maritime, sea, seaman, uh, seaman. Uh, in the Navy, you're called a seaman. Um, they have admirals, right? Because they deal in the sea or the water. This is a so when you're <laughs> under their law, you're considered a maritime admiralty product. Look it up. This is why when you're in trouble, they say you're in hot water, right? And you might need somebody to come and bail you out, right? <laughs> you see, the judge, the so-called judge. She rules on the bench that sits higher than everybody else in the courtroom. So she is a representation, the, the, the physical representation of what we call the law. Which, um, side note, <clears throat> the term Lord actually means law. It is the lowest, highest energetic energy, uh, let's say, um, spiritual energy on the realm. So they have created something called judges and created something called law, right? To represent the highest spiritual energy on the realm. This is why the laws and stuff are above you. This is why they're over you. What do they say when, when somebody has control of you? They say, I'm over you. See? So this is why these things are like this. This isn't just a one-dimensional thing. This thing is five-dimensional. I'll do another episode on dimensions so you can understand and understand that. How to perceive things from more than one dimension. If you don't believe in that kind of stuff, then you don't believe in 3D printers. You don't believe, you, it's a lot of stuff you don't believe in if you can't understand things. And understand them and overstand them. You're going to forever be in a place of having to believe or not rather than know. I'm trying to put you in a place of gnosis where you know things, where you're educated, where you're simply pulling from deep within you things that your spirit already knew but didn't know how to express to you in a way that you could consciously grasp to understand and understand, right? So... The judge sits over you just to represent the law that is higher than you, right? To look down on you and also so that you can look up to the law. The judge always sits on what they call a bench. In ancient Kemet or in ancient Egypt, the word bench meant, drum roll, it meant bank. You see all the same connections? So when you owe the bank... They can put out, what? A bench warrant. I'm not making this stuff up. They can put out a bench warrant to come and get you. And take you into custody as the value of what you owe. So, remember that you're 70-80% water. And that you are what they call a biological battery. So this is why when you're in trouble with these systems and you can't get bailed out, you get put in a cell. Mr. Battery, Mrs. Battery. You understand how batteries work with cells? Cells, batteries, water. 
Try to run the battery in your car without cell, without water in the cells. It won't work. Same with you. Where do you think they get these designs? I'm going to do a whole nother episode on symbology. Trust me. Um, this one, I just wanted to really stick around money with everything that I referred to. So they will put you in a cell if you can't get bailed out. Um, and when you're talking about business and business being under these laws, this is why you have shipping, right? Get it? Laws of the sea, shipping. You see? Friendships, relationships. That's why you got to watch what you worship or what you're on the war ship about. What are you making your personal battle? <laughs> Be careful. I hope you know all about it first before you choose to do that. So remember, don't ever say you spend money. I want you to change that to you circulate money. I hope this episode works to give you a better relationship with money. Money wants to be around you. You are attractive to money, but you can also repel money and repulse money with your actions, your attitude, and your energy. Learn how to be attractive to what you want. Learn how to be on the vibration of the thing that you want to vibrate with you. So since money is energy and energy is just frequency and vibration, isn't there a way to match the frequency of money? Of course there is. So I hope this episode really gave you a deeper insight of the knowledge of money all the way around. It's a little longer than I normally go, but I know it was worth it. Uh, I just wanted to get that out, especially being the holiday season. I'm going to do another episode on frequency and vibration. I'm going to show you how to change these vibrations and frequencies. I'm going to show you how to understand the frequencies that you operate on as a sentient being, as a human. What frequencies are you within? What are the frequencies of color, sound, microwaves, radio waves, signals, cell phone waves, cells, cell phones, cellular, right? So, um... As always, I really hope you got something from this episode. I hope it was very informative. I hope you wrote a bunch of stuff down to go look up. Um, thanks again to all my supporters, repeat listeners, first-time listeners. Please come back because, like I said, I'm always trying to touch on something different to keep your mind sharp, to keep your data updated, to keep your programs running properly, help you bring yourself back into balance. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Much gratitude for even paying attention to this and finding this. Um, great to meet you through the waves, through the frequencies. And uh, once again, man, if you want to reach out and support and you want to keep this going, you want to help me up my game with this, up the levels, um, build up the studio. I got some guests wanting to come in, so we're going to get some things cracking here pretty soon with these episodes. Uh, something a little bit different, but always very insightful and informative. And if you just see it as entertainment, congratulations. That's up to you. <laughs> I would be taking it in, though, if I was you, you know. Um, and give it to somebody else if you know it's, it's really worth something give it to somebody pass it along don't care about how they judge you about the information right blame it on me <laughs> so if you want to reach out you want to you want to um, become a part of the supporters list 
Um, you can support me through these different platforms. I know Anchor, and um, I'm on a bunch of different podcast platforms now. And you could also find me on uh, Cash App if you want to reach out that way. Feel free to do it that way as well. Um, I am, let me see, on Cash App, I am dollar sign KOTR36. So dollar sign KOTR36. Feel free to um, see and support that way. It's not necessary, but it is appreciated. Uh, I'm a hardworking individual. I'm a single parent entrepreneur. And I take time to really get in touch with self so that I can help fulfill the mission that I'm supposed to be on, right? So thanks again. Pass this around. I hope you enjoyed it. Come back soon. Keep checking back for new episodes. I'm hitting y'all back to back to back to back this week um, to make up for before. So until next time, wholeness. I want to wish you wholeness. Wholeness within, right? Balance. We used to say wholeness and balance vibrations, which we got from um, someone a long time ago, which was very catchy and resonated with me. But I just want to say wholeness. I just want to put that out there. Wholeness. Right? Until next time.